0: now the whole home show with tony joe on CFAX 1070
1: you're listening to the whole home show with me tony joe we're here talking about real estate in greater victoria uh, as always i always like to give a shout out first to our two annual partners for this weekly show They're Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services, Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorin, insurance manager for Island Savings. And it always goes without saying that if you need help from experts in insurance or mortgages, they really are the people to talk with. You can find them by visiting the CFAX website, Um, cfax1070.com. Just look under Shows. That's where you can find the whole home show with Tony Joe. You'll find their contact information there. Or, of course, you can always find me online on social media. Today we're talking about house house painting and also setting up your home for technology. Our guests here in the studio are Marshall Travis from Artisan Painting Plus and Wes Bull from West Coast Solutions. They'll be joining us in just a moment. We always like to start with hearing from one of our listeners. We had an email this week from Steve. And Steve said, a friend of mine lives in a house he thinks is haunted. He now wants to sell... Does he need to inform buyers that it's haunted? Actually, first of all, I always love these emails when they say a friend says, right? Uh, (laughs) It could be Steve, might not be, who knows? Uh, Good question, however. This does come up uh, quite often. Uh, Your question, Steve, has to do with disclosure. So does your friend, uh, when he's selling his house, need to disclose this fact to buyers? So uh, I've mentioned on air before that I'm one of the instructors for the uh, British Columbia Real Estate Association. I actually teach all the new agents that uh, uh, enter the marketplace here, both in Victoria and in Nanaimo. And this is a chapter that we actually talk about, uh, stigmatized properties is is what it's called. So um, this can include a number of things. I'll get to the haunted thing in just a moment, but um, there are properties, for instance, where people have passed away, you know, either through natural causes or um, uh, uh, unfortunate circumstances, these things do happen. Uh, do they need to be disclosed? <clears throat> well, the, um, the real estate governing body basically says that uh, if there is something that can affect the value of the property in a negative way, it needs to be disclosed. Um, there are things called material latent defects. So, for instance, if a seller knows that um, there is structural issues with the house, But it would be virtually impossible to identify by a traditional inspection they are obligated to disclose that must be disclosed when it comes to things like a haunting though for instance um, haunted houses are very difficult to 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 first of all examine and secondly prove Um, so the the general the general consensus there is a haunted house does not need to be disclosed, although I would say that it's probably a good practice either for the agent who's listing the property uh, or for the seller uh, to mention it. It's funny, there, there's a story that I can tell you that we had in our brokerage uh, many years ago where a, um, uh, the agent came to our managing broker uh, with a photo of a house in James Bay. Uh, and there was a little girl in the picture upstairs And Our manager Ray said well, what's the problem and the agent goes there's no girl in the house Uh, So uh, It it was felt to be it was a haunted house Apparently the the seller said it was a haunted house Uh, But the end result there was actually the person who ended up buying the house was somebody who liked haunted houses So, you know different strokes for different folks and uh, it worked out uh, in that respect So to answer your question again, Steve uh, does he need to inform buyers that it's haunted? Uh, the, the law says that it's not required. I, I would say, again, it's probably good practice uh, from the his agent standpoint and for, for him that uh, that he might want to do so. Uh, as always, though, if you have a question that you'd like answered on our show, please visit cfax1070.com or call our direct hotline here, which is 250-414-6540. Two five zero four one four sixty five forty, 414 6540 And as a reminder as well, too, you can find our podcasts on iTunes and Google Play uh, if you want to hear uh, this great information yet again. Anyways, uh, I have in our studio today Marshall Travis from Artisan Painting Plus. Marshall, thanks for coming. Hello, Tony. Thank you for having me. And also Wes Bull from Wesco Solutions. Wes. All right. Great. So um, before we get to your individual uh, segments, I, w- we always like talking about what's happening out there in real estate. I mean, you both know people in the community, maybe people who are looking to buy homes or sell or, or whatever. Um, I mean, you're in the painting business, Marshall. Uh, Wes is in the uh, technology uh, end of things. We're going to be talking about that in, in a few minutes. Um, what is your impression about what's going on out there right now in real estate in the Victoria market? Marshall.
0: Well, it's it's uh, interesting the prices keep on going up and up and up, and yet um, sales aren't happening. Um,
1: I, and, let, and that's because well, but there's no inventory. Th- there's
0: no inventory. Yeah. Uh, people aren't selling. Although uh, driving around the last few days, I have seen for sale signs out. Um, I, you can tell me uh, people better than than I are people. Are these houses listed way too high? I know I saw one on Gonzales Hill that was going for two point two million. I mean these are bizarre. Uh, numbers we're talking about. Um, I, I was, I'm old enough to remember the 1979 through 81 yeah. real estate market in Victoria where um, in 79 you could buy a house for $39,000 and halfway through 1980 you could sell it for $215,000. And homeowners were making huge amounts of money, speculators were making huge amounts of money, and then one day somebody said, wow, this is just way too expensive, I'm not buying. And the market crashed within three to six
1: months after that. Yeah, now mind you, there were some other economic factors, there, outside there, factors involved. Yeah, there,
0: there well. were. The interest rates were very, very high, and the interest rates right now are very, very low. Yeah. Um, so the risk is, is minimal. The rate, everybody says rates aren't going to run up. Uh, quickly at all for the, for the foreseeable. And that's not my expertise. But it's interesting just sort of driving around and talking to new homeowners and, and people that uh, I fix up houses to sell. Yeah. You know, it's an, it's a very unique market right now as far as I can see. I've never run across anything quite like it in in my 50 years of, in Victoria. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, I,
1: I've said before on air too, in, in my 26 years, I have not seen a market like this too. It's it's uh, It's one that has been very good for sellers. It's been very hard for the people that we are serving who are wanting to buy. There's, there, as you just mentioned, there's nothing to show. And even when uh, properties do come up, uh, we're fighting for it. So, uh, I mean, just, was it uh, two days ago, our team uh, had a multiple offer situation, and they were one of seven other offers, right? Yeah, it, it's bizarre. Yeah, so it's, uh, uh, it's not going to be like this forever. That's that's the good news. Just a matter of when it's going to shift, right? Well, I'm
0: wondering uh, with the Toronto thing happening now. I mean, how much did to- is Toronto and Vancouver driving our markets?
1: And they've been uh, uh, cooled off. Yeah, you know, we're going to talk about that just after the the break right, as well. Cool. I know where you're going with that. So, Wes, how about you? What are you seeing?
2: Uh, aside from dealing with clients and so on that have me in to sort out some of the some of the tech side that they're wanting to do, the uh, I've kind of gotten out of that game. Okay. Uh, you know just the the market just got too too crazy and stuff and you know.
1: it's it's a little spooky yeah. there, there's no question no question and
2: i think a lot of people are going that way
1: yeah and you know uh, there's been a lot of migration as well so uh, obviously a lot of the drive here in the victoria market Has been from the Vancouverites that have cashed out, moved on to the island here. Uh, I myself, we've had a lot of clients that are moving upwards, like another upwards on the island. That is, so uh, another friend of mine that I've known for 30 years, uh, he's selling his family home and moving up to North Nanaimo. So uh, actually, in in as far as the numbers are concerned, he's looking at selling a we'll just say a seven hundred thousand dollar house and he's buying a better house in Nanaimo for four hundred yeah, and nineteen.
0: Yeah, and that's great for people that, that are comfortable moving uh, their entire yeah. um. Well, light. he's retired too, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, retired or not. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to my wife about the, the properties on, on, on Gonzales Hill, and cool, you can make $2.5 million selling your
1: property. You're never getting back on that hill for less than 4 Correct. Yeah, it's a, it's a question of replacement, right? Yeah. yeah. So it, it is an option for those uh, selling here, doing well, moving up. Like I said, North Nanaimo, we've got people who have moved to um, uh, Port Hardy, uh, Port Alberni, as well. Um, so there's a resurgence on the island in general. Yeah, yeah. So uh, pricing, we had a conversation about pricing a couple of weeks back here on the show, and it's one of those things. I, it has never been affordable here. Like even my the first house that I sold in 1991, it was at 137 thousand dollars. And that was a lot of money at the time. Of course it is. Yeah. yeah. Mind you, that house today is probably about a 630 or $650. Uh, so uh, that, again, also reminds us about the power of holding real estate. Right? That's how people gain their equity. Uh, that's how... Uh, if, if you're wondering how first-time buyers enter the marketplace nowadays, a lot of times it's people who have gained equity in their homes that are passing along to their kids now. Absolutely.
0: There's, there's no doubt that there's maybe half percent of uh, millennials out there that can afford yep. uh, down payment themselves. They uh, the bank a dad or grandpa. Um, that's how they do it. And that's, that's how... Um, That's how it's going to happen.
1: Great. We're here uh, with Marshall Travis from Artisan Painting Plus and Wes Bull from West Coast Solutions. We'll be talking with both of them in just a moment. But first, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment. This is the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. Today, we are talking with guest Marshall Travis from Artisan Painting Plus. And right now, Wes Bull from West Coast Solutions. Thanks for coming, Wes. Thanks for having me. Okay. So, Wes, you are the tech guy. And uh, I've known you for years. Yep. You you are you're the guy that helps people with their um, with their technology issues or concerns. And we're talking about things like uh, computers, viruses, uh, Wi Fi and, and all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah, what's what's your background? Oh god. Uh, been at it since the early eighties. Uh, things have changed since then. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things have come and gone. Uh, Spent four years in the U.S., uh, some time implementing uh, hotel integration systems, uh, the U.S. Navy, uh, uh, AT&T, pretty much everything. (laughs) You've seen it uh, it all, basically. Yeah, basically done, worked on managed national networks, uh, provincial deployments, uh, and... uh, now I've, I'm under my own flag sort of thing and uh, dealing with small business, and there's nothing that will keep you on your toes more, in my view, than the world of small business because yeah. you just never know who's going to want to do what.
1: So so I, I've seen you talk before, and one of the things that, that, that you commonly bring up is, is protection, like virus yeah. protection. Yeah. And I, I think this is something that people often uh, overlook. Uh, they, they think yeah. that their computers are covered, right? So, what what are some tips or things that people need to know? Because you know we have listeners here who, of course, have their home computers. They might be listening to the show on a home computer right now.
2: Actually, uh, just last week, I I caught an ad on uh, on uh, TV and a commercial, and it was by Apple, and it, they're claiming that the uh, it, it's a bit of shifty wording. the The new <laughs> iBook Pro yeah. will not. It's immune, it's immune to PC viruses. Well, yeah. That, well, that's like, yeah, salmon's not likely to get hoof and mouth disease either. Okay. <laughs> but, All right. But if you, if you end up with a targeted virus, yeah. uh, you know, something that's made for that platform, uh, it's vulnerable. So,
1: so n- knock on wood, I have never had a virus. Yeah. Um, what, what kinds of things happen when your computer gets a virus? Well, actually, first of all, there's there's security concerns because you can lose all of your credit card data. You know, we've heard of bad cases like this, right? Personal information. Uh, yeah, um,
2: more and more, the uh, it's not uh, an in your face type of an event.
1: So, and, as in, you don't know what's happening.
2: Exactly. It's okay. it's uh, what I've seen more and more over the over recent years is they lay low yeah. and they just collect information. Uh, it can be any something from a key logger to You know, so you go to...
1: So a keylogger meaning a uh, record of your recent...
2: It's recording every single thing that you type, every single keystroke. It's cataloging it, and it sends it off to whoever's collecting the information. Yeah. So you can imagine, okay, you you open your browser, you go to your online banking, the website, and... What do you type in next? Well, your ID, and then you type in your password. Yeah. Well, it's just stroke for stroke, it's collected that and sent it off.
1: So at, w- at some point in time, it's possible that your bank account could get hacked, uh, right? Yeah,
2: the uh, and that, that's from something that's, uh, you know, presumably you've gotten from another website you've gone to or uh, an email that you've clicked something nasty and.
1: Yeah, because you get all, every once in a while, we all get those emails from somebody that we know. Quite the, often, yeah. With a known email address, and it says, "I'm sending you this uh, attachment. Click here." Yeah, right.
2: More and more too. The the viruses and malware and stuff they're they're mixing and matching. So uh, they they get onto uh, computer A, and they take that person's. they'll actually mine the the, the email addresses from the emails that are in there or their address book, and it, the the the. the Spam that you then get may not actually originate from that computer. Yeah. Uh, scary, scary. Sort of we're here so. with uh,
1: Wes Bull from West Co Solutions. Uh, Wes, we were talking yesterday about uh, Wi-Fi. Of course, everyone's got Wi-Fi in their house nowadays. Pretty much. Yeah, and you know, it wasn't that long ago where we, we it was an important thing for home buyers to know where the telephone jacks in the house were. Because nobody really needs, you need one telephone jack today because everyone's wireless. I was watching uh, a TV show the other day, and they were on the telephone with corded telephones. My kid will never understand this, (laughs) right? Because nobody has corded phones today. Um, Wi-Fi is something where you, I mean, people are always reporting um, how they have, their signal is different in certain parts of their house. So Tell us, where does the Wi-Fi um, router need to be?
2: That's a, that's a fairly, I run into that quite a lot, businesses as well as uh, uh, residential. And the basically you want to try and centralize your, your Wi-Fi source, so yeah. like your router uh, access point, uh, to the areas that you're going to frequent with your devices. The... Uh, um, Occasionally you run into just structural obstacles uh, uh, heat you, ducts, see, uh, you told me yesterday a conduit
1: with yeah, all this metal
2: yeah um, a- s- some some old buildings that I've seen the uh, uh, wasn't until I actually took a look at look at it from the outside and I realized there was this huge column of metal through the core of the building. There is the plumbing the the heat ducts, the appliances roll up vertically through the, so that the multiple the stories, and as you traversed from, uh, in this one case from a doorway that bridged that that metal barrier sort of thing, their signal dropped from four out of five bars to nothing. Wow! Uh, and we, the, the way the way you basically get around that is either try to relocate the, the signal source, or uh, you can bridge around it with wiring. Uh, so you can put a, another access point yeah. on the other side you of can it. Extend, of thing.
1: extend the range. Yeah, though. there's different different ways to get around that. Got it. Now, uh, because it's a real estate show, you know, we're talking about people that uh, own their homes and often have suites as well, and we have bumped into situations where the landlord has decided, well, you know, it's going to be a nice little add-on if the uh, internet is included with the rent. Yeah, that's. Now, you now, see that a lot. Okay, but this has its problems too, right?
2: Yeah, it's it's a li- fair bit easier to get around these days. Uh the products that are available, the routers and so on, uh you can separate them. have gotten smarter. They have more features built in. Yeah. Uh so you can get a a router now that uh has a guest Wi-Fi. Uh built right into it so it's actually got two two signals yeah. there's one that you can have for your for your own private oh and actually we we've seen this too because when we're talking airbnb
1: for instance so when people mm-hmm. are they live in their house but they're yeah. using the va- uh part of their house for
2: vacation rental excellent example yeah, yeah. people want wi-fi right you so don't have to give out your wi-fi because the uh, quite quite often what you'd, you'd see uh previously with the the wired networks and the wi-fi is the uh it's all just one big happy network. And but, the
1: problem there, of course, is that you don't want, like I don't
2: want my tenant or my, my guest yep. getting into my... You've got, you've got two main things there. You've got the, the, the snoopy factor, yep. right? Somebody Damn gets snoopy. nosy, and, and especially if you're already sharing between your computers sort of thing, uh, and passwords are often a pain, so that's yep. often the first thing that goes out the window. Uh, so now you've got open shares, and between your stuff, and then the uh, um, you've got a visitor on your network, and Anything goes you're totally exposed. Got it. Sort of thing. And then the other side of it is if somebody clicks on something bad, and now they've got a virus, and it affects it just, the entire you're, system. You're all in the same network, so got it. Whereas if you're segregated on completely separate networks, um, Wi-Fi or wired, the uh, the the internet is basically the barrier that you're not going to get.
1: Got it. So this is this is hurt. what you do. I mean, you you yep. Westco Solutions. You set up uh, networks. You help people um, uh, basically get wired in, uh, either at their uh, their business or their home. Right. Yep. Great. How do people reach you if they need to get in touch with you?
2: Uh, my email. You can reach me at info at westco.ca. That's dot C-A. Uh, phone number is two five zero seven four four six nine four zero.
1: Well, I got to say, you know, I I mean, how many times have we had you at our house or our office? You're always there, uh, helping us out. Uh, you are the guy to know. I mean, I, I, I'm somewhat technological, but I got to say all this kind of stuff just baffles me. But again, it's an integral part nowadays of people's homes. Uh, wow. You know, I think about it. It was like 15 years ago. People didn't even have internet. Yeah. Right. And uh, it's the way we run our lives nowadays. Anyways, uh, thanks for coming. It's Wes Bull from West Coast Solutions. Uh, we are going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a moment with Marshall Travis. Thanks for join- joining us here at the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. I am, I am here with guest Marshall Travis. Marshall is with Artisan Painting Plus. Uh, Marshall, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me, Tony. It's a pleasure. S- so on the first segment, you had brought up uh, some recent news, you know, news that came out a little while ago about uh, the real estate market, and particularly Ontario, which is now implementing a foreign uh, investor tax uh, of 15%. Uh, they're also talking about vacant property tax. And even in Victoria here, uh, the mayor has put forward uh, the idea of a uh, foreign investor tax, H- however, in this particular case, I have to say, uh, she has placed it as a st- as a. Um, uh, I'm trying to find the word right now. Basically, her thought is if it is proven that if foreign investment exceeds ten percent in the capital region, then that tax can be implemented. Uh, I actually I don't disagree with that because I've been saying for the longest time here, the foreign investors don't actually – they're not a big component of real estate here locally. It's being shown we're 5%, 4%. I guess what Mary Lisa helps us say now is if it doubles – uh, will that happen? I don't know. But then again, we're all foreign. Like everyone has come from somewhere else. Right? And I
0: absolutely agree. I don't care if your family has been for 150 years. I mean, there are property rights. What uh, bothers me about this is, and I understand the pressures to, to do something like this, but uh, I own my house. If I want to leave it empty, that's my right. Yeah. And why should I have to pay more for that? Right. Um, I mean, the property rights in Canada are very strong. I'm surprised actually that the Vancouver one hasn't been overturned. Yeah. Uh Um, through court challenges, uh, yet I guess nobody has the. Uh, I mean, politically, it's um, it, it's a plus if you're for it. Then then people are great. You're doing something. I'm not sure how much it's uh, you are doing uh, with uh, this sort of tax,
1: but you know, it's. Um I'm actually. I'll I'll be covering this in a in a future show because one of the things that people often forget about is that the so-called foreign investor can often. You know, people think that that is some faceless, nameless person from overseas that's got all this money that is just parking their money here in, in British Columbia and uh, wanting to cash out or, or whatever. But things that people don't understand are a lot of these people are families who have the, the genuine intention to actually come to British Columbia and Reset their lives. I'd say most, actually. Yeah, sending their kids to school. And, you know, these are people that are, you know, we're getting into a political conversation, in Europe. are a house painter, right? <laughs> but, you know, Hey, we, painting is
0: very political. You, talk, you talk colors with uh, with the lady of the house. You, uh, there we go. We're going to get <laughs> to that. It's political.
1: Um, but, uh, you know, just finishing up on this point here, people are, they, they, it's difficult to uproot from the place that you were born and uh, raised and to move your family to a place where English is not your primary language. And yet these people are doing this because of the fact that the Lower Mainland and Victoria are what they are, which is beautiful places to live, safe, clean, clean air, good water. Friendly, accepting, yes. Friendly and accepting, absolutely. So, you know, it's no secret. I, I, I have an issue with the fact that we are taxing these people for... Basically, coming here and helping in our economy because these are people that are buying cars. They're buying furniture. They are. Wes is right here. They're buying technology, uh, and of course, they're doing uh, upgrades. They're doing upgrades for sure. Yeah,
0: like painting. Yeah, Yeah. that's a lot of why it's so busy out there. Is people are are, there's a huge amount of money um, coming in. There's a huge amount of money being. uh, passed down as, as uh, the baby boomers uh, pass on and leave the money behind, and uh, the houses are
1: being fixed up left, right, and center. Yeah, which brings us to you, the Marshall Travis from Artisan Painting Plus. Now, you've been in business for a long time. I started doing what
0: I do when I was 12, and okay. I started working. Right now, you're 20. Uh, so. <laughs> right now, I'm, I'm a little over 50, okay. and I, uh, I started working for myself uh, somewhat uh, full-time when I was 16, yeah. uh, kept me in beer, beer and cigarettes at the time um when i was in high school um i don't smoke anymore uh still have a occasional beer Uh, my friends just laughed but anyway um yeah so it's
1: uh i've i've been in this town for working in this town for almost 40 years yeah so here's the thing some people love painting like there there are people that when it comes to painting their house painting a room in the house it's a project it's like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do this this weekend or this month or whatever um, yet on the other hand, there's people like me, uh, the last time I painted a room was, uh, my last house it was, let me think about this, it was 14 years ago right. and I had this great, I, I don't think it was a matter of saving money. It was just, I, I want to paint the room and I got to say, I think I was half an hour in and I'm like this, uh, this is not for me. It, uh, painting
0: can be, uh, well, it is painting is a, a whole lot of hard work. I, uh, several friends, uh, they, they used to do their own painting, uh, as well. And they looked at me and said, it's just too much hard work. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Um. Uh, and it, it's hard work. I mean, it's not that much hard work to stand in front of a wall and, and push a roller <laughs> up and down. That, that's yeah. not the hard work. The hard work is making sure it's prepped properly, yeah. making sure what you're going to put on is going to stay on, um, and making sure that uh, what you don't want paint on isn't going to get paint on.
1: Okay, well, I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah. like I said, I painted this room. And first of all, the roller marks um, like this apparently requires a skill because I did a terrible job. <laughs> like you could, uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> it, it, it's a very learnable skill, but oh, it, it's, cool. it's 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 like a golf swing. You give some, you give someone a, a, go, a golf club that's never swung a club before. Very, very not, not likely that they're going to swing the club properly yeah. and they're going to make a hash to the ground and the ball's going to go who knows where. Yeah. Uh, same with a roller. Uh, just a little bit of instruction and, and, uh, and it, it's easy to pick up.
1: And, and then there's the cut lines, mm-hmm. you know, which I thought I was doing okay, but then you get the paint on the ceiling.
0: Well, one of my favorite. I, I walk into places and I laugh. Um, people are going to paint themselves and they buy a couple of rolls of that green tape. Yeah. And I walk in there, and it's a forest of green. They've taped off the ceiling. They've taped off the switch plates. I haven't even taken the switch plates off. They have yeah. just taped That's them pep off. That's a pet
1: peeve of mine, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When yeah. people
0: paint over like the sw- the actual switch, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's just uh, uh, anyway. So uh, they they've spent probably the entire day taping. Um, I'm done and out of there in half a day. Yeah, uh, in that room. So it it all comes down to what what's what's your leisure time worth? And if you enjoy doing it, cool. Philly boots yeah. um, there are all sorts of uh, uh, do-it-yourself shows out there which frankly um, I I have issues with uh, I remember watching a show once uh, It was home time I think it was and they were running up and down a ladder painting a ceiling well get a broomstick you know <laughs> you don't have to run <laughs> up and down the ladder yeah uh, it was bizarre uh, I, I call it the uh, the shell buzzy effect um, yes yeah. yeah we remember that yeah
1: Yeah. So the other thing, too, is and again, I'm here with Marshall Travis from Artisan Painting Plus. The other thing, too, is I'm I'm looking at houses every day. It's my job. I'm a real estate agent, of course. Right. And um, paint is one of those things where you can tell when a professional has done the paint job. And and, and an example I use is a uh, eight million dollar house that I was in uh, a little while ago. And uh, the owners are very proud about the fact that they painted the house themselves, and I gotta say that is an area where in a property like that you don't. I mean, maybe they love doing it, but but it was not. The house needs to be repainted. Well, and, and that, I mean, I'm one of
0: these guys. I walk into your house, and the first thing I do is I look at the cut line, and I know who did it. Yeah. And if you've done it, great, cool, you enjoyed doing it, and and you think probably think it looks fantastic to you because you did it. You're proud of it. Yeah. Um, I know that it wasn't done
1: with someone that does this every day and can do it quickly and efficiently and well. Yeah. yeah. Efficiently. Actually, thanks for bringing that up because I, I have, I have my own story to tell about you because you did our house, uh, in Vic West, mm-hmm. right. And, um, this is a rental property mm-hmm. uh, to tell listeners here. We were there in the morning and you had, um, you weren't there, but it was prepped up or whatever. And, and, uh, you know, you had painted around, I guess the cut lines and everything. Uh, and I thought that you were there for another couple of days, but you finished that afternoon. Yeah, uh, and the, I, to this day I'm like, how did he do that? you yeah. Your well, I,
0: I I brag that I can I can get in and out of somebody's bedroom in a day. Okay, um, <laughs> right. the Ceilings, trims, and walls. Yeah, but depending on on, on the size of the bedroom, but it, it, it's efficiencies. Uh, painting the ceiling and trims first, and then uh, doing the walls. Um, there are there are faster ways of doing things. It's not necessarily cheaper. Um, uh, work. It's just more efficient yeah. uh, and 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 better to, to do it
1: properly the, the first time round. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you're an artisan, I guess, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Where yes. the name come from?
0: Well, uh, I was uh, picked the name uh, during the uh, era of the telephone book.
2: Oh. When's the last
0: time you looked at the yellow pages, right? Yeah. Um, and it came first on in the book, and it sounded like it. Kn- I knew what I was doing. All right, artisan. Um, so it's uh, it's been a good name. It's a good thing it didn't start yeah. with a Z, a Z then. Right? Uh, a Z? Well, I mean, a few people go to the end of the list to start phoning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So yeah. at the beginning of the phone book... Uh, yeah, and I think they still, do exi- they still do exist, the phone books. They do. You use them to stand on. I got frustrated. I use them to stand on, yeah.
0: Yeah, I tear the pages out and put them on the floor as drop sheets, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, listen, we're yeah. going to continue with you in just a moment. we just take a quick break here, but we're uh, here in the studio with Marshall Travis, Artisan Painting Plus, and also Wes Bull from Wesco Solutions. We'll be back in just a moment. Hi, I'm Tony Joe. This is The Whole Home Show. I'm here with Marshall Travis from Artisan Painting Plus and Wes Bull West Coast Solutions. He's our technology guy. Uh, as a reminder as well, too, our show partners are Denise Webster. She's the mortgage broker, our exclusive mortgage broker, with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorn, the insurance manager for Island Savings. If you ever have any questions about insurance or mortgages, you can always get in touch with either Denise or, or, or sorry, get in touch with Denise or Lori, and you can find their contact information on the CFAX website, the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe, And of course, for me, you can always find me on the website uh, or you can download these podcasts on iTunes or Google Play or just find me on the internet. You'll find me all over the place. LinkedIn, social media, Facebook. We're all over the place. Uh, So, getting back to our conversation with Marshall, we were just talking about uh, uh, Artisan, and and, uh, you you truly are an Artisan, I can say. Thank you very much. Yeah. I remember you told a story once about, because your daughter does some painting with you, right? Uh, My
0: entire family has worked with me from time to time.
1: Okay. Uh, Great. And you, you were telling this story about how one day she was painting in another room, and you could tell by the sound. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Um, tell us about that.
0: Well, I mean, so one of the things I, I do not allow on my job sites is loud radios or, or um, uh, ear earplugs with music in it. Okay. Uh, it's dangerous, number one. yeah, You can't hear the, the ladder creaking. You can't hear somebody yelling, get out of the way. There's a rock falling on your head. It, it's just common sense. But beyond that... Um, you need to be able to listen to what you're doing. Uh, so with a roller, it, it should sound okay. like um, uh, tearing duct tape off as it's as it's running up and and uh, okay. down the wall. Um, I can tell by the sound of the brush if it's dry or if it's got too much paint on it, just because I've been doing this for 40 years. So my daughter's in the other room and she's a, a novice painter. I mean, very hard worker. Our, our kids are great that way, and uh, she's she's cutting in. And I said, Chelsea, there's not enough paint in your brush. She says, how did you know that, Dad? I mean, come <laughs> on, leave me alone. I said, I can hear it. Yeah. And I went in there, and sure enough, the, the cut lines were light. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that you might then have to put a third coat on.
1: Yeah. Um, you and don't that's to, efficiency. We talked about efficiency. efficiency.
0: You don't want to put two. I mean, trying, trying for a one coat product is Wrong as well, because the paint just sags, and and uh, and then you're and you're no farther ahead. You've, you've taken longer to do the first coat, and you still have to put a second coat on anyway. And one learns that I mean the the, the mistakes I've made in the past 40 years are, are I mean I couldn't count them. I don't don't make the same mistake twice. That's no. the thing. So I'm self-taught, and uh, learning stuff new stuff every day. And when I make a mistake. Well, the, the saying about professionals, the difference between professionals and amateurs, they both make the same mistakes. A professional knows how to fix his <laughs> or her mistake. Yeah. Uh, so that you just don't know the mistake was ever made. Yeah, Good point.
1: Well, you know, your, your role is so important because of, in real estate, of course, uh, I mean... We give you phone calls whenever we have a seller who needs to sell something. And yes. An example is the house that you just did for us, where there was a dried uh, water stain on the ceiling of the living room, and you know there's no problem with the house that had been fixed, but the thing is, visually the, it was a, visually a, yeah. it's it's something that raises a question in the mind of a prospective buyer that that is hard to overcome. Mm-hmm. So in cases like that, it's always best to have someone like you go by and just um, give it the one over. Yeah, it,
0: it was it was a very easy fix as it turned out. Just a little bit of uh, drywall mud, yeah. um, uh, a stain blocker, and and the ceiling touched up beautifully. the 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 paint was just um, it must have been the exact same uh, manufacturer that I, I use, Cloverdale, and uh, it was. Brilliant. It took all of, uh, you know, yeah, and half, that's, uh, half an hour to do. And I had to go, come back and forth several times, but uh, yeah. yeah well,
1: and that's ridiculous. another science altogether is the whole the different paints.
0: I mean, oh, sure. So, so oh, for I, sure. I,
1: you, you know, you told a story a little while ago too about acrylic and uh, uh, latex. And so well, forth. I
0: mean, the, the, it, the topical issue I'm running across right now is is uh, painting stucco outside. Outside, obviously, and uh, do, it does, the season well? Right? It, and it is the season, and and uh, those uh, lovely pink houses of the 80s are now looking tired, and and people hate the color. Pastel, and, and, well, yeah.
1: Pastel, yeah.
0: Uh, so the the uh, question is, I always get uh, asked, is elastomeric? Yeah. And elastomeric is a fantastic product. It's not a paint; it's an architectural coating, and uh, it needs to go on. Um, new stucco, basically, to, to perform the way it's supposed to at uh, uh, 30 mil, 15 mil dry. So you've got to put 15 mils at a time to, in a two-coat process on, on the wall. Now, that's... I'm that's,
1: so sorry. F- and f- for for the,
0: those of us who don't know, what are we talking about, a mil? Like a uh, thickness? Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, uh, actually a um, um, millimeter. Okay. Right? So okay. It, it's very, very, very thick coating. Yeah. And the question is, does your house or condominium building need it and most stucco houses do not need this product it's it's uh, something it's a sort of buzzword running around again Elast America is what you want in stucco not necessarily. If you have water coming through cracks in the stucco or the stucco is cracked or somewhat uh, disintegrating then yes elastic America is great it'll bind it and save the stucco for another uh, 30 40 50 years depending. Mm-hmm. Um, Otherwise, just an uh, acrylic uh, uh, latex on it, and and you're done. It's great, and and it's you use a quarter the amount of material and uh, about half the cost because it takes a long time to put this product on. Got they lost so America. before I forget here, if people need to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Uh, right. Uh, so my phone number is 250-514-7302. And the email address is the company name, artisanpaintingplus at shaw.ca. I'm not going to spell it because it'll take too much time. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. So and the other thing about A Lost America is it uh, it seals the house. Yeah. So if... Uh, if um, if there is water in inside and you seal the water inside, the water is inside
1: and it, it can't breathe.
0: Uh, I should have seen,
1: seen this. I've seen some failures where yeah. the, there's bubbling, uh, it was bubbling it's just it's not attractive well and and the other thing is you
0: should not put this product on wood because wood has to breathe and this will not allow it to breathe. so you're you're creating all sorts of problems if you put a product on um, in an in, inappropriate uh, uh, place basically. yeah, so a little bit of knowledge goes a long way. Uh, well and a little bit of knowledge can be very dangerous as well so yeah i mean it it all comes down to uh knowledge is is free from paint stores or from from most painters i'm happy to talk to people i talk myself out of out of a lot of work as well
1: okay good well that's good to know yeah so so again uh house painting some people love doing it themselves some people like me just got to give people like uh marshall i appreciate people like you Yeah. yeah well Um, because it's time as well, too. I mean, my time is better spent doing other things, and if it's not work, then it's being with family.
0: absolutely. I mean, I I, I get a kick out of people uh, that I I watch them paint their their lattice fencing, and they're out there all weekend with a brush, dab, 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 and the paint's flowing out uh, on the neighbor's side, and it looks horrible. I can do it in three hours with my sprayer.
1: Okay. Well, and uh, actually, again, at that uh, Vic West uh, revenue property, uh, I did actually – once do the picket fence, and you can tell because there's paint splotches all over the concrete. Is that the one that fell down? Uh, maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, thanks, Marshall. So we're here with Marshall Travis, artisan painting, plus, and also Wes Bull, West Wes Coast Solution. Um, so Wes. Give us a tip for anyone who's listening who has, uh, I mean, we all have, again, Wi-Fi or technology in the house. Nowadays, people, they they use it for uh, streaming video. They have, uh, they're watching Netflix. They are, everyone's got devices, right? The yep. kids have tablets, smartphones and all that. Uh, what do people need to know about um, getting the most out of their, their Wi-Fi?
2: Um...
1: It's a bandwidth thing,
2: right? So Yeah, it, it depends. Well, another problem I've started running into more often is uh, basically the airwave saturation. What is spectrum this? Spectrum saturation. It's, uh, uh, basically, there's so many Wi-Fi signals in the vicinity of each other. Yeah. And they're all fighting for space on the spectrum.
1: Okay. Sort of thing. So, you know, we see this when we're in a condominium building, for instance. Exactly. So you, so you open up your, your, um, uh, your Wi-Fi and you see th- like 30 yeah. uh, secured lines, right?
2: Yeah. The, uh, actually, one office I did uh, last fall when they first moved in down in Oak Bay, and there's an apartment block just across the road. The, uh, uh, they originally, uh, well, there's, they're still mostly running Wi-Fi. It's a small office. Uh, but the when Shaw put the uh, the modem in, it was on the exterior wall, instead of central to the office, spa- the overall office. Yeah, like we space, talked about sort of earlier. Of, yeah. Yeah. And the, uh, so if you looked at it from a, a broadcast perspective, the uh, there's only they were only reaching half of the office with the wi with their own Wi-Fi. The other half was going out into the street. Uh. sort of thing.
1: Uh, so that was probably just an easy install, but not an effective basically install, what, right? Uh,
2: after some some testing and stuff, the uh, we basically ended up having to put in 50-foot extension cords, cables, and so on to move it. They also had a, a six-foot metal filing cabinet about 10 feet long yeah. between the two offices. So the signal dropped like a rock in the neighboring office. Uh, so we basically extended the cabling and and so on to put the modem up on top of the filing cabinet, central, physically central in the overall office space. Uh, Now they're not broadcasting their signal out into the street. Uh, Another problem we ran into at that location was the spectrum saturation. Uh, When they originally moved in, I think there was about 20-odd Wi-Fi signals. Uh, Within six months... Uh, I'm not quite sure why this suddenly proliferated, but the uh, there was over f- uh, just shy of 50. Wow! And so, what does
1: that do? It, it affects performance. It slows. Uh, it, uh, it
2: affects performance. Uh, devices these days, right out of the box, uh, are geared toward. That's, the spectrum is divvied up into channels, and the uh, and most of them uh, out of the box target the central channel in the overall uh, radio space. And the uh, um, they're set to auto-negotiate. Oh. So if one channel starts to get too jammed move up, to the next one. it tries to shift over. Well, during that shifting and negotiating process, uh, basically what happens is uh, that induces some overhead.
1: Yeah.
2: And the uh, uh, even though you've got five bars of signal, uh, your internet's... Slowish, yeah,
1: Yeah. and and that's one of the biggest frustrations that people. Hey, I know because I have a seven year old, and when the internet signal is low on his tablet, I mean, it's not good time. These these are not things that these are not things that we dealt with uh, twenty years ago, right? Um, But uh, yeah, nothing like a a fast internet connection. So uh, once again, Wes, people need to reach you. How do they do that?
2: Um, Info at wesco.ca. That's w-e-s-c-o.ca, and the phone number is two five zero. 744-6940 744-6940
1: So if any listener needs the uh, internet guru to come into their house and uh, make things working smoothly, you were the guy to call Thanks for coming Wes, Thanks. and uh, back to Marshall Travis, Artisan Painting Plus uh, our Artisan Painter, how do people get in touch with you?
0: Again, my phone number is 250-514-7302 It's a cell phone, I have it with me Almost 24-7. There's a lot of paint Yeah, there's a lot of paint on on almost everything I I own. (laughs) And uh, my email address is
1: artisanpaintingplus at shaw.ca. That's great. Well, thanks for joining us, uh, both of you, Marshall and Wes. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. Thanks for joining us. We will be here next week as well. And as a reminder, you can find our podcast online at iTunes or Google Play. Uh, Or visit the website, cfax1070.com. You'll find the whole home show with Tony Joe show link there. And as always, if you have any questions that you'd like me to bring up at a future show, just let us know. Anyways, thanks for joining us. We'll be with you here this time next week.